Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 145 of a Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And as you walk your food peace journey, I'm wondering what it's like for all the other people around you. I wonder for you, Are you the caregiver to someone young and impressionable, and you don't want to pass on dieting and body hate and food rules? Well, you're certainly not alone because many of us are wanting to do that and working really hard to change future generations and their relationship with food. What have you done, though, if your child has been told they need to change their eating by a doctor or some other healthcare professional? What have you done? How have you handled it? I tell you, there's not really a simple answer to this because, well, it's kids. It's our our children or those we're caring for, and we really want them to be okay. So it can be quite unclear and rocky and also then be rocky for your own food peace journey. We get to hear from pediatric dietitian Katherine Reiner. She's going to join us on the show today as we sift through a letter from someone who along the way, as this person has been doing intuitive eating work and then brought it home and done work from um, based on Ellen Satter's work and felt really good about moving her family away from diets, then a diet was recommended to treat one of her children's conditions. And this person doesn't know what to do because it's just really complicated. Before we get to this episode's letter and hear from Katherine Reiner, a word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace courses. If you experience PCOS, also known as polycystic ovarian syndrome, you probably were told you have to diet in order to manage the condition. And I know diets don't work. So why would they work for PCOS? That's always been my way of looking at it. We should not expect you to torture your body with a tool that doesn't work for most people. So over the last many, many years, 
I've been helping people with PCOS to find different solutions. And through this practice-based evidence and evidence-based practice, we've been able to come with it up with a 12-step system that helps people to feel more energized, improve mood and ovulation, and also move away from diets at the same time. So I would love to share the details uh, with you. You can get all of them at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. If you're a dietitian and want to learn these methods too, I have a 20 continuing education course that shows you all the tools so you can also help people do the same. You can get to all of that at PCOSandfoodpeace.com slash dietitians. During the month of February, I have a special 30% off coupon. I feel like words are hard for me right now. <laughs> anyway, for the month of February, I have a special 30% off coupon. And the way you can use it is when you're checking out with the course, just enter the coupon code LOVEFOOD, all one word, love food, and you get 30% off. At this point, I want to bring attention to Third Wheeled. It's a social media advocacy platform that raises awareness of eating disorders in the LGBTQ plus communities. Started by a queer couple whose writing addresses the intersectionality of eating disorders and body image, including gender dysphoria, a queer identity, trauma, gender identity expression, CJ and OJ provide a dual perspective of eating disorder recovery through the lens of a non-binary person in recovery and of a non-traditional family carer who just happens to also be a registered dietitian. CJ and OJ would love to work with eating disorder professionals on cultivating inclusive treatment for eating disorders in LGBTQ communities and are available to discuss training, web webinars, and speaking engagements. You can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Third Wheeled or email them at info at thirdwheeled.com. So the website again is Third Wheeled. And I'm going to spell it for you, but in case you miss it or you don't have a pen handy, you can find it in the show notes. So Third Wheeled is T-H-I-R-D-W-H-E-E-L-E-D.com. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Dear food, you and I have had our ups and downs. When I was younger, I avoided you. When I was older, I feared you. Yet I could never quite get over you. You helped me connect with my children through baking and cooking. Covered with flour in the kitchen, we created some of my favorite memories. Then I would swear you off and eat, quote, diet versions of you, leaving my children confused and looking for an answer. 
I realized that something was wrong when my seven-year-old twin girls started measuring themselves. They would tell me proudly how they had said no to the pizza at the cafeteria and had only eaten the small salad for lunch. I had never talked to them about you food, but they caught on quickly. I felt awful. I didn't want my children to go through the same confusion and disappointment that I felt. This led me to my journey to finding my own peace with you food. After discovering intuitive eating in Ellen Satter's books about a year ago, our family has practiced the principles as we eat together each day. We have learned how to reconnect with both nutritious and fun versions of you. I have felt so much peace when I see them eat a cookie with enthusiasm and then reach for bell peppers with the same enjoyment. The obsessions with weight are gone for both me and my children. I thought we had it all figured out. Then we hit a roadblock with you food. My six-year-old son was diagnosed with pandas, an autoimmune disorder. He has an infection in his brain, and his body is confusing his own brain tissue for the infection itself. After an ineffective run of antibiotics, his doctor is pushing us to go on a, quote, no-sugar diet. So there's nothing to feed the infection. This means no sugar and very limited fruits and carbohydrates. The diet could last for months or even years. I'm happy to do anything I can to see my son be healthy again, but I'm concerned food. I'm worried that by throwing good and bad labels into our family's food vocabulary, we will undo all of our hard work. I'm worried that even after my son is healthy, he will still have a fear of those versions of you. I am worried that he will start sneaking you out of friends' houses or at school and end up eating more sugar than he is now, which he isn't a lot. Yet, I'm also worried that if I let him choose, he will never get better. I have always been good at being extreme with you, food. It seems easier just to ban everything that might be hurting him. When I brought up these concerns with our doctor, he just seemed confused. He said that if I had the discipline to make an extreme change— that could only be helpful to my son. The holiday season will be coming around again. It's time to make a decision. Is there a way to eat intuitively and follow these dietary restrictions? If we leave weight out of it, is it still a diet? I just want to make life a little bit more simple for my children than it was for me. Sincerely, scared and hopeful. Letter writer, I am so glad you wrote this letter. I have a feeling many people who call themselves caregivers to a child with a chronic illness or some kind of complication that involves food to treat it is going to be really, really happy to know they're not alone. So thank you. And while your situation is unique, you know, the pandas, that autoimmune condition, I have a feeling many people have not even even heard of it. But the experience is super common. So I had the pleasure of meeting Katherine Reiner. She's a pediatric dietitian out of St. Louis. I met her at a nutrition conference last year. And when I read your letter, I knew that she would be someone that would be super helpful to navigate this. So let's go ahead and give her a call. Hello. Hey, Catherine. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you doing? I'm well, Julie. How are you? I'm 
doing great. It's nice to talk to you. And I am so excited to dive in with you concerning this letter. Um, have you got a chance to read it? Because there's a lot, a lot going on with this with this letter. Uh, yes, I have. And I completely agree. There is just so much in this letter. What a great mom, first of all, to like do all this work on herself and to do it for her children and to still be fighting. And um, I hope that this conversation helps this person to decide what the next best step is. And, you know, when you are reading this letter, I, you know, you and I were two different clinicians, so we may have different points of view. And um, I think that's the really great things about being a dietitian. It has its own like art to it. So when you were reading it, what was your general impression about what this person's experiencing? Yeah, I completely agree that this mom is just doing an awesome job. Um, I really applaud her for just all of the great work that she's done. And I really want to give her the reassurance that she is asking the right questions. Um, I feel like I can tell that she really values nutrition and she just wants to be a good role model for her kids. And, you know, in going through the letter, you can, you know, just certainly understand the struggles she's had with her own relationship with food and how that, you know, affected her kids. And she recognized that and she took action and, you know, she really shifted her mindset. You know, she went from fearing and avoiding food to, you know, really just being at peace with it and being able to, you know, enjoy nutritious and fun foods with her kids. You know, and the fact that they eat together as a family every day is just, awesome. I mean, that's just, that's so great. And I just, I, she's done the hard work and it really shows. Mm -hmm. When I got to the point, um, when she was talking about this diagnosis though, um, the pandas autoimmune disorder that her son was diagnosed with, I really just, I kind of paused. I, you know, I really just felt for her, um, you know, the worry and, and the concern that she has for her son. And, you know, also, when she got to the point where she was asking her doctor just a little bit more about his recommendations, you know, the the comment of, you know, needing to have the discipline to make an extreme change to a no sugar diet, that just, that really, you know, kind of struck me to almost sound a little harsh. I don't know if you felt that way, Julie. Yeah, I did as well. And I think it would have made me doubt myself, which I, I don't recall if this person actually said that but I kind of was gathering like it sounds like she doesn't trust this herself on this like making this decision and I think I would have too because there's an authority figure in charge of saving your child you know and so you want to do everything to save your child you know absolutely absolutely you know and I I certainly appreciate that you know parents know their kids best you know and I think it's it's the right thing for her to just kind of sit and reflect on this recommendation um, before really kind of jumping in, um, you know, and, and the no sugar diet to me, you know, my thought was that this is just kind of a dated idea. And I just, I immediately thought of, um, you know, the thought that, that sugar feeds cancer, you know, I mean, that's a myth that's out there, but as dietitians, we know that medical nutrition therapy is just so important for oncology patients. And, um, 
you know, so that was just kind of my initial reaction to the no sugar diet recommendation. But mm-hmm. then with my pediatric dietitian perspective, two other things that really kind of came to mind were making sure that this kiddo's getting, you know, enough nutrition for growth. You know, if we're taking away multiple food groups, you know, what is he going to eat? Is he going to get enough calories? Is this going to affect his his growth? And then the other thing too, just with the PANDAS diagnosis, knowing that behavior is such a part of the symptoms that there's maybe some OCD tendencies or there's a lot of fear and anxiety. You know, if if this kiddo gets the message that, um, you know, certain foods are going to make him sicker, what's that going to do for the fear and the anxiety? Um, so I just, I really felt for this mom um, and felt like she was really, you know, appropriately questioning herself and the physician and just, you know, needed to to really think about what's best for her family. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was the intention of the doctor, but I got the feeling like I would have felt dismissed. You know, I wasn't really being heard. And um, I think you bring up some really important points because I think sugar in food is considered to be kind of like unnecessary. And I can see a lot of doctors or moms and dads even who may not have gone through this type of um, intuitive eating journey like this person has to be like, well, it sounds like a win-win, like no one needs sugar anyway, so let's just cut it out. And, uh, you know, I haven't practiced as a pediatric dietitian in a very long time, but I can remember my thoughts whenever people talk about cutting out sugar is like, ooh, like, I'm worried that this person's not going to get enough to eat then. Like that's going to really limit and um, cut out too many calories. And as, yeah, as a pediatric dietitian, we're like, what about the growth curve? Like, let's keep them on their, on their um, growth curve. Let's keep them gaining enough weight because that still is really important. And unfortunately in our fat phobic world, I think people forget that kids are supposed to gain weight. That's like, if they're not gaining weight, there's a problem. It's not a good thing if kids are losing weight. So um, thank you for bringing up that point. I, I I kind of highlighted and underlined a few times that the no sugar diet is a dated idea. I think that's really important. Um, with this letter writer, what would you recommend to this person? Like, or someone who's maybe going through something similar, maybe not the pandas, you know, that's a very um, unique and um, ex- a situation, but there's lots of different conditions that kids experience or diagnose with that may have a food component, what would you say to a family that's going through something similar? I would really encourage this parent to, or any parent, you know, in a similar situation to connect with a pediatric dietitian. I think that, you know, as peds dietitians, we can really advocate for families and even kind of help translate what the recommendations may be. Um, Certainly, reaching out to the doctor to get some clarity on their perspective, their recommendations, but then also really helping this family, you know, implement, you know, any potential changes while also the reassurance that they're on the right path and they're doing the right thing. As a pediatric dietitian, you know, we can just give families the reassurance that they're on the right path. And we understand the intuitive eating approach. um, And you know, I really advocate for that. And as far as Ellen Satter, um, you know, her principles are just really powerful and, and families really benefit from that. So I really wouldn't want this letter writer to lose all the progress that she's made. I would really want her um, and any other parent in this situation to, you know, um, 
understand that they know themselves best and that they know their children best and that, you know, following, continuing to follow the Ellen Satter approach and the intuitive eating approach is going to be beneficial to them. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that like, she can still raise her family with these Ellen Satter principles. Like she can still um, do this, this kind of healing work with a child with a chronic condition that may have a food component. Like that's still possible. And I think that's part of uh, the limitations with like the global understanding of like a non-diet approach in general is that it can't have components, Um, you know, cutting out sugar completely. I can't imagine that working for anyone except for these like very few people, you know, um, not to say that, but like, you know, what you and me, Catherine, we'd call it medical nutrition therapy. You know, if someone has, um, I don't know, has a, like a, a food allergy and they have to cut out peanuts, like we help them figure out where the peanuts are and they cut them out. But, um, or if someone has, um, I don't know, like high cholesterol, they may manipulate something that, that can still work while a person is doing intuitive eating. And it's comes from a place of compassion instead of like restriction. And, you know, what I'm hearing you say is like, she could find someone to help advocate and to still trust her instincts because like cutting out things didn't work for her. So it's probably not gonna work for her family either. <laughs> you know, like there needs to be some like livable kind of in between here. Um, I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Like I, and again, I feel like, well, this is one of the things I'm thinking about too. Um, I don't know if you thought about this, Catherine, I have a feeling you did because I was thinking about like, what about the people who don't have access to a dietitian? Because, you know, it's not, not most insurance plans don't have dietitians covered. And, um, you know, one of the things I did in my many different jobs over the years is I worked in a pediatric specialty clinic area. So the pediatric GI and endocrinology and, um, genetics, like they all had this like one hub area in the hospital. And so I was their dietitian. And so I wonder if this person, um, when they go and see their doctor, um, their, their child's doctor, if they have a dietitian that works for them or if they have access to dietitians anywhere, maybe at their um, pediatrician's office, they may have one. And so they may have to kind of like look outside of the, the direct box, I guess you could say. The other thing I was thinking about too is like this person could also work with their own dietitian to like help manage it, you know, like just how to make how to make sense with it. I don't know if you thought about that too, but I was thinking like even a therapist, like someone just to help them navigate how to like bring this in and manage her own recovery at the same time. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have any reactions to absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of what I was yeah, thinking about. No, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I think, um, you know, she just needs that support and mm-hmm. I can certainly just appreciate her fear that by restricting carbohydrates that, you know, they're going to take five steps backwards and that yeah. that's not what she wants for her family. Mm-hmm. And you don't, she also doesn't want to feel guilt and shame for not following her mm-hmm. physician's recommendations. So, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to find that person that can help her, whether it's a therapist, her own dietitian, a peds dietitian, you know, wherever um, that person is for her, I think that would, that would help her. Yeah. I think that's such a great starting point. And we have something on the the Love Food Podcast called a Food Peace Syllabus. And if you're new to the show, it's a collection of resources like books and um, videos and podcasts or anything under the sun that can further help 
people along their food peace journey. And Catherine, I'm wondering if you would like to add anything to it. Yes, I um, really enjoy Ellen Satter's work. Um, She has several books and my favorite is Child of Mine, Feeding Your Child with Love and Good Sense. And I just really appreciate that that book. And I think it's a good place for parents, um, you know, to dive into uh, the division of responsibility. And um, that is really a good, a good resource. It is a really good resource. It's highly recommended for a reason. And I, I found myself whenever my kids went through transitions or differences, or I got different recommendations, I found myself rereading the book, which I, I, I say that, that kind of self-disclosure to let you, any listener know, like people like me and Catherine, you know, we do this work all the time and we still like distrust, like, wait, (laughs) am I doing this wrong? And that book has been so um, helpful for me as a way to like reassure, like, okay, it's okay. Like you can trust this process. And um, that's what I want to tell the letter writer is like, it's okay. You can trust your instinct on this. It is okay. And there's going to be another way to do it, or there's going to, you're going to be able to find a way. So I'm so glad that you mentioned Ellen Satter's work. Is there anything else that you'd like to put on the the syllabus? I also, on my website, have a PDF that parents can download, and it is called Five Signs Your Child Has a Negative Relationship with Food and What You Can Do About It Right Now. Awesome. So what I'm going to do is I will put links to all of these for this episode in the show notes. And if you would like the most recent copy of the Food Peace Syllabus, just go to my website, juliedillonrd.com, and there'll be a place for you to get access to that. And um, Catherine, I really appreciate all of your time and your expertise, your compassion. It's been really great to chat with you again. And um, if someone wants to find out more about your work, is there a way for them to, to find you? Yes, absolutely. So my website is healthykidsnutrition.com. And then on social media, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, um, both under the name of Healthy Kids Nutrition. Awesome. I'll put links to all those in the show notes and the PDF, um, like you mentioned. And I really appreciate all your time, like I said, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Julie. You too. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope that discussion that I had with Catherine was helpful for you. I hope it helps you to recenter and decide what are the next best steps for my family and for me. Just know that you have the wisdom and I do hope you're able to connect with some other people who can help you advocate for the care that you and your family need. I see food has written back, but before we get to Foods Letter, This episode of a Love Food Podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace courses. You can get all the information at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Be sure to check out Third Wheel, the social media advocacy platform that raises awareness of eating disorders and LGBTQ plus communities. You can get to their website at thirdwheeled.com. It's T-H-I-R-D-W-H-E-E-L-E-D. If you enjoyed this episode of a Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you left a rating, a review, subscribed, or shared an episode. Doing any of those acts of kindness really helps the show grow. All right, enough of all that. Let's hear from food. And until next time, take care. Dear, scared, and hopeful, we see how mothering has brought you closer to food peace. 
It has challenged the good versus bad foods philosophy and helped you to reconnect with we food. Now you're being pulled to distrust in order to engage and treat. We see how unsettling that is. Trust that discomfort as holding important meaning. Seek out advocates where you can find them. You'll know when you've connected with the right ones because you're the expert of your body and you know what is best for your family. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.